Welcome to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast. Welcome to a live episode of the Work and Play Podcast. This is my second time doing this, and I'm really, really excited. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into it because we have a lot to kind of get into. So the word accountability came up on my heart today and really last night, right? It's 8 a.m. And so I've been thinking about this topic and doing some research on the conversation of like, how do you take accountability and why is this even important? So to take you a step back, my name is Arielle, career coach, career transformation coach, helping corporate professionals transition from corporate into entrepreneurship. And what that means is we have to reimagine ourselves as not just corporate employees, but people who can and will. They have the ability to eat what they kill. Right. And it takes some time to develop the skill sets, because as I'm learning in this journey, entrepreneurship, what you see is just the tip of the iceberg. Everything that's happening underneath an entrepreneur, as you see them on social media, as you see them on stage, as you see them in life, they're really going through their own personal development. That's if they are committed to growing and personally developing in that way. So I wanted to talk about extreme accountability. And when I brought up this topic, I said, what does that actually look like? Honestly and truly, when I came up with the topic, I was more so focusing on the accountability that it takes for you to run your business, the accountability for you to stick to your revenue generating activity, the accountability that it takes for you to actually show up in business for yourself. And then I realized, when did I start having this perspective of accountability? Because even though I didn't identify with the thoughts of blaming others for what I'm, what I'm experiencing, um, I have to admit that as I realized and I shifted from a business perspective to a personal development perspective, There are lots of thoughts that I had to let go and unlearn and even still to this day that I have to unlearn in order to, one, take accountability for my business and for it to grow. So I I was thinking about, you know, when did it actually come up for me to um, take accountability, right? One of the things that I do in my coaching is accountability part. I'm like, it's like a a mega accountability partner where you set out your goals, We strategize how this is going to get you to the next step. And then a part of coaching is really just having that support and accountability to keep you consistent on your journey, right? But what about holding yourself accountable? And then like, what does, what benefits come out of you being able to take accountability for what's going on in your life? Remember I said, you know, there was times and thoughts that I realized, you know, through going through therapy, you feel like, oh. I'm blaming this person for my healing. I'm blaming this person for what I'm going through. But in my in my group, we, we actually read Will Smith's book together. And one of the things that he says in his talks, and I can't attribute it to Will Smith, but one of the things that he said was, you're not responsible for the, the trauma that you experienced. You're not responsible for the pain or being broken, but you are responsible for fixing the problem. And so for me, I realized that through going through therapy and, and acknowledging childhood traumas, I had this remnants of blame, even though on the outside, it looks like I was pushing through. So I realized it wasn't until I actually quit corporate America that I started to take accountability for the things and the problems that I caused in my own life. You see, being in corporate, I was able to 
the organization makes you feel like you're just a cog in the wheel, right? So that's a two-sided coin because if you feel like you're not important in this organization, then you also feel like everything is happening to you, right? You feel like you don't control the your progression in the in the organization one bit, and therefore you start to blame individuals around you for what you're experiencing. What's up, guys? So listen, I see someone has joined the live. This is the Work and Play podcast live edition. And I do plan on doing this conversation every single Friday so that we can have a conversation. So with all due respect, I would love for you to drop your name, where you're from, and let's have a conversation about extreme accountability, right? Let me just know. You might even be on your way to work, so maybe you can't have a conversation right now. But if you can right now, say, what are you feeling like you are accountable for? So we're going to start there. What do you feel like you're accountable for? Because for me, it wasn't until I started to go through my own healing process that I started to take accountability for my own, not only healing, but also when you realize, so I'll say this. So I spent 25 years in corporate America, right? That means I never had the, I never took accountability for what I was doing in my career. Now I took accountability for you know, interviewing and doing the resume, doing the things, right? So that's why on face value, it looked like, okay, you know, Ariel's moving forward. Even for me, it's like, I'm not blaming anyone for my issues because I'm successful, right? I don't have any issues to be, to blame anyone for. But as I think about it even more, I realized in the back of my mind, there were relationships that I was severing because I didn't feel like I was in a place of Gratitude. So we're going to talk about gratitude for just a moment. I was doing some, I was talking to a couple of um, potential clients and they said the number one thing, a win, the ultimate win of leaving corporate America and going into entrepreneurship would be to maintain positive relationships even when they leave, right? And so here is one of the biggest things that I had. It's like the, a big pill to swallow because um, when I left corporate America, I didn't feel like I maintained great relationships. I felt like I was burning bridges. And just because you burn the boat, right? That means you don't you don't ever want to go back to corporate America. Sometimes you do want to take some of those relationships that you've developed and the credibility that you've developed while you're in the while you're in that um, space. But because, right, I wasn't in a space of taking accountability for my role in the situation, oftentimes I looked at it as a you did this to me, you did this to me, you did this to me. Can you relate? Is this is there a time where honestly right now where you feel like there's somebody that you're on the outs with and you feel like, you know, honestly and truly, logically speaking, they did something wrong to me and they're not taking accountability for their side and they are li- dealing with toxic um, actions and things like that. And I just don't want to be in their, their relationship anymore. See, for me, nor- I normalized falling out with people I care about. Right. So when we talk about exiting corporate America, we got to start with the fact that I went into corporate America with the mindset that it's okay to just fall out with people. And if anybody is on here and they know me, they knew me growing up, then you know that there are that dynamics that we become useful. We become used to because it's like, oh, this generation didn't get along with this generation. Or, you know, you kind of grow up kind of like on some uh, Romeo and Juliet. You grow up in a, in a type of feud where you just start picking picking sides. So family conflict, relationship conflict, falling out, these things were normal to me, right? So I went into corporate America with this mindset. 
So when I'm looking at someone who desires the ultimate win of being able to take their relationships with them on their exit, this isn't about building a business right now. This is about who you are right now as you sit in that job. So in hindsight, it's really, really easy for me to say like, um, you know, I was grateful for what I experienced because I, it, it allowed me, you know, to learn so many different things. In that moment, I was not grateful. And I was okay with letting certain relationships fall by the wayside. So honestly and truly, when, when I hear that an ultimate win is to maintain positive relationships when you exit corporate America, then I want to tell you right now, it starts with accountability. Because in every single conflict, 50% of what's happening in the situation belongs to you. The other 50% is up to that other person. But the suffering that like being on the outs with other people, that suffering that it causes and the pit in your belly that you feel when you're not necessarily like in, in a good space with people that you care about, that's due to you not being able to show up and be accountable for yourself. So I was reading some, doing some research. I told you guys in the last live that I'm going to get better. I, I do research, but I research in a very um, in non-conventional way. So I've been trying more conventional ways in addition to like just kind of learning about things on my, in my own way. And so I did research some um, ways that we can be more accountable in our life. But first, I want to talk about um, taking accountability just a little bit more. So there are different areas that we can be taking accountability in, for in our lives. Um, the first thing that I had in here was taking accountability for your healing. So that goes back to the Will Smith comment. You might not have caused the trauma in your life, but you are responsible for healing the trauma in your life. But how do you notice that the trauma is actually affecting you? Well, one is, are your relationships going sour, right? Do you feel like you're repelling opportunities instead of receiving opportunities? Do you feel like you're, you're getting the short end of the stick sometimes and you don't have any control over what happens in your life? <clears throat> Next time I'm gonna have some water. <laughs> Taking accountability for your healing really means that you look yourself in the mirror and you say, how does this story affect me over and over and over again? How does the trauma that I'm very much aware of, how does it show up in my life? Because after we identify what happened to us, right? As children, as young adults, and even as adults, after acknowledging those things, we have to look at ourselves and say, how is this truly affecting me? Because hurt people hurt people. That is not just a cliche. And you might not even intentionally do that. So for me, acknowledging that as a person who experienced a certain level of trauma, I walk around with, and I say I walk because I'm, I'm realizing this, I'm processing this with you guys, but there are times when I walk around with a distrust, a, like a, a barrier of distrust, right? And so because of that, I might repel opportunities. Or I might put myself in positions where I put, I, I don't say no, right? I'm literally just kind of going along with the thing and I don't communicate what it is that I need, that I need to communicate so that, you know, everybody's on the same page. <clears throat> Taking accountability means that you speak up for your role in whatever it is that you're speaking, that you're experiencing. 
And oftentimes, if you're anything like me, you might just be letting things happen, right? The good things and the bad things. And so the reason that I say taking accountability for your healing, it's almost like, it's almost like a never-ending cycle. When you experience anything, honestly, especially when you have a long history of a certain behavior, um, that pattern shows up consistently, consistently over time. Imagine spending 12 years learning a certain behavior. That means you have a 12-year cycle that your body is used to. That means even if you spend six months feeling really accomplished, feeling really happy, and then you, you hit a, the seventh month and then you experience something that you're familiar with back in the past, but you don't take one, the thought and awareness of whatever it is that you're experiencing and then put in a new action, then you perpetuate the cycle. You perpetuate the habit. You perpetuate the pattern. And then you don't get a chance to experience what it looks like to be on the other side. So if you're trying to exit corporate America and you want to go into entrepreneurship with the slightest bit of self-awareness that will allow you to, to stay successful in business, then I encourage you to start exploring what exactly do you need to heal from? What do you need to spot? Identifying a person, right? Or an, an app, right? Some people don't like to go to therapists, but, but processing things on your own, using an app or something like that to think through what you've experienced, that will help. Right. And um, and honestly and truly, if you don't, I think that the cost is much, much, much bigger than you imagine. Right. We can always heal our wounds from 30 to 50 to 60, 70. We can always heal our wounds. So walking around in life with that toxicity inside of you is just not healthy. I also wrote down taking accountability for learning what you need to learn. <clears throat> I apologize if you are listening to this audio and you're hearing me clear my throat. I promise next time I'll have some tea. <laughs> but when I when it comes to taking responsibility for your learning, um, you have to start with identifying what you see as an investment, right? Taking accountability for your learning means that you are not sitting down, waiting on someone to come into a classroom and teach you the points, the steps. You are actively engaged in the process that you're learning, right? Um, I went to a mastermind in, two weeks ago, and I'm so used to, and I say this because as I minister to you, I say this like, um, I think that's Tasha Cobb. She says, as I'm minister to you, oh, I'm minister to myself. Uh, I promise you, I am ministering to myself when I say this because I went to a mastermind like two weeks ago and um, it was an unconventional mastermind. It was a very tight knit group. So while we're used to being in masterminds that are like 50 people and you barely get a chance to have a, an, an active thought. You're just sitting in front of people and you're just receiving information. I was in a mastermind where I really had a chance to exchange thoughts with individuals. But the first part of it, I went in thinking that I was going to get a, some type of syllabus and I was going to be able to process this information that I was going to be taught today. 
And I realized a shift had to happen that said, Aria, you paid this money, you invested in yourself. So coming with active questions is half your, your responsibility. Putting your learning in the teacher's like hands and your coach's hands and your mentor's hands, that's automatically going to put you in a, in a space where you're blaming other people for not getting what you need, for not knowing what you need to know, for not overcoming the challenges that you know that you're going to experience. And so taking an active role in your learning starts with understanding that you are the investment. So what does that actually mean? I'm going to tell you another um, mindset shift that I had. Going from, what, three, four years of college, um, that left me with about $25,000, $30,000 in debt, right, of student loan debt. And for a lot of us who are living, who are in corporate America, we feel, and I say we, because um, there was a time when I felt this way, that the degree doesn't teach you much. You didn't get much out of it, Right. But you are willing to spend $30,000 that you're still paying off to this day. And so now it's trained your mindset to believing that if I pay money for my education, I'm not going to get anything out of it. Have you realized that's a part of your money blueprint? Right. And so now you feel like you blame the, the university for taking your money. Right. And you not getting anything out of it. And then you don't realize all of the things that you did get for that $30,000. But then you take that mindset and you apply it to some of the newer information that's available in online platforms like Udemy and coaches who are having coaching programs and they're offering their services for a high ticket price or a low ticket price or whatever. And you're hesitant to spend like 100 bucks. Right. You have you're hesitant to spend ninety seven dollars on a course that's going to get you from point A to point B in your situation. But you were willing to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a degree that you don't feel like is worth anything. So the, the thought process that we're developing, right, without taking accountability is that one, investing in your education is not going to do anything. Two, investing in yourself that isn't going to be fruitful because I got this $30,000 degree and I have nothing to show for it. I have this job that barely pays off my student loans. So you're, de you're developing a money mindset based on your experiences, and that's hindering you in this space right here. Taking extreme accountability means that you know without a shadow of a doubt that whatever you spend, whether it's $100, $33, $200, $1,600, all of these things, you are investing in yourself and you are agreeing with yourself that I'm going to get a return on my investment no matter what. That's what taking accountability looks like. Because at this age, and I'm speaking to corporate professionals, right? At this age, there is nobody who's going to hold your hand. Now, if we had gone to private schools and charter schools and, and places where they actually do hold children's hands and walk them through a lesson, then maybe you would have developed that, that muscle. But if you're anything like me, you didn't develop the muscle of accountability when you were growing up, which means you went into a space where you said, teach me something and that way I can become this. Right. You didn't take you didn't learn how to become an entrepreneur growing up, which means that you didn't have the fundamentals of how to come be accountable to a business, show up on a daily basis, even if you feel like there is no return. Because I promise you, days that that don't see any dollars, these are the days that bring me the most money. Right. But I didn't know that until I did the work. So taking accountability has different layers to it. And you learn along the way. How do you actually do that? 
So taking accountability for your learning is really, really important. Knowing that, you know, when someone gives you an opportunity to change your life, you should take the opportunity, right? And even when you feel scared of, am I going to get this this return on my investment? You have to have an agreement with yourself that you invested in yourself and you pay for a mindset shift. So whether you get the information that needed that you needed to change your life or the access or the nugget from a conversation that you needed to change your life. Sometimes I invest in money. And as soon as I got into the door, the first question I was asked in the entire conference is the one question that I needed to be asked to ask myself. And sometimes when you realize you made an investment and you got exactly what you needed before you before you finish the entire process, you do yourself a disservice because you don't finish the whole thing, but it slows you down from execution. And so that's the last thing, right? Taking accountability for your execution. Um, I don't know how to even say this because, you know, as I coach my clients through this, the reason that I know what this feels like is because I have experienced it myself. But when you know what to do, like, you know what to do, that is like, honestly, the worst, the worst like mindset to put yourself in if you're trying to be in a space of accountability and receiving information. Like there are so many times where I walk through, like I might have invested in a course or I might have invested in a mastermind or something like that. And I'm sitting there receiving the information and I'm like, I know this already. As soon as you say, I know this already, you're no longer able to receive the information that's available to you. Right. This kind of goes back to learning. Right. How are you taking accountability for your learning? Because if you have, you've ever noticed that you've said that before, that means you are not doing that opportunity a service. Taking action requires you to sit in a learner seat, identify what do I need to do on a daily basis, and then like Nike, just do it. But sometimes we have this like repellent in our brain that's just like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. That brings me to like, lately I've been um, going to, well, I've been starting my nightly routine at nine o'clock. And the reason that I'm doing that is so that I can wind down and be sleeping or in the bed by 10, 1030. Well, honestly and truly, this is like going to bed on time is like having children, which I don't have, and really forcing myself to go to bed. Like forcing yourself to stay accountable to the goal that you set for yourself to say, I'm going to go and start winding down at nine o'clock and then I'm going to become, um, you know, maybe refreshed in the morning time so I can wake up at five. That's something that nobody else is telling me that I need to do. That is literally me telling me that I have to be my best self in order to continue to reach my full potential. Right. But it's almost like making a child go to bed on time. Right. And I can imagine it's tough, especially when your child's like, I don't want to go to sleep. Your body's like, I don't want to go to sleep. But when you tell your body what to do, like this is what's happening. We are going to get on this mat. We're going to do yoga. We're going to read a book and journal a little bit. We'll be in the bed by 10, 1030. And that's that. Then you start taking accountability for your life. 
in the best times of my life and the best like results of my life is when I was being the most accountable to my execution. It was when I was parenting myself. We say adulting. I was parenting myself because I knew that if I left my brain up to it, I wasn't going to go to sleep. I wasn't going to work out. I didn't want to journal. I didn't want to process information. None of that. And honestly and truly, if I hadn't sat myself down like a child, right, and made myself do some activity, then I wouldn't have seen the same result, the, the results of my business being here, of clarity, of like knowing exactly what to do, being confident in, in helping others, like all of that stuff. Confidence comes with confidence, competence, and consistency. And so the last thing, one of not last things, but another thing that came out of the feedback about the ultimate win, an ultimate win of leaving corporate America is being able to confidently leave your job. Confidently leaving your job. That means you take a level of accountability for your growth and the life that you're going to have after corporate in a way that you've never done before. You're going to take responsibility for your growth and development in the way that you've never done before. Confidently being able to do that means that you build up the repetition of believing in yourself, counting on yourself, showing up for yourself, following through for yourself on a consistent basis so that when you leave corporate America, you're absolutely confident that you can do this. Because right now you got this mindset where it's like, I don't want to eat what I can kill. Right. I don't want to do that. I can't do that. In the back of your mind somewhere is telling you that you, you don't have the skill sets to do it. But building that skill set before you leave, you can do that. Taking accountability for your learning, you can do that. Now, if you choose to suffer and stay where you are, that's also a moment for you to have to take accountability and decide, I am here because I choose to. Um, I can't think of the motivational speaker's name, but he says, a decision, indecision is a decision. And that's so true. Indecision is a decision. And that's also your responsibility. So as I think about like, you know, this episode and the more we're going to do, I do, you know, I look forward to having conversations and talkbacks and, and, and um, being able to bring you guys more perspective and even research. So when it comes to like being able to take accountability, I did want to share with you guys what I found. And maybe we can talk about this before we get up out of here. So there are four ways to become more accountable. And this was written by, so I want to go ahead and shout her out, even though I don't know who this author was, but her name is um, Kathy Caprino. Says the four ways to take accountability for your actions and why so many don't. It's by Forbes. So you can go ahead and check it out. You can literally just research that. But her story is so much like mine. She talks about how she spent, I think she said 30, 40 years in corporate America before she realized that you know she wasn't taking accountability for her life, for her career. And then she quit her job and decided to take, she said four years, three years getting her um, degree in therapy as a therapist. Well, obviously you guys know that I left corporate America, corporate America and got my degree in social work, which also took three years. And the epiphany that comes with understanding toxic behaviors, right? And then looking at yourself and being like, dang, did I just play that toxic behavior? 
these are ways that you can literally take responsibility for your life today without having to go through the process of leaving corporate America, not knowing what it is that you want to do, going to a school that you literally, you're just trying to figure out who you are. And honestly, maybe you still decide to go to school, but here's some things. And she mentioned it, she said it best that will help you, you know, cut the time so you can learn these things right now. So you don't have to get it from a three-year degree. Um, so if you implement these things today, I, I absolutely, I absolutely believe that you can um, make some changes and, and see a transformation in your life much sooner. But the first thing that she said was stopping your tracks and ask, how am I contributing to this problem? This goes back to when I said, you know, when something happens, 50% of what happened is, is your fault, right? 50% of what happens is on the other person, but you can only control your part of the conflict. So as you're thinking about a situation, what are you doing? What are you saying or thinking that's contributing to the negativity that's going on around you? For example, I have like friends or, or just people I'm around who say like, I was really nice. Like, yeah, I was thinking like they're an idiot, but that doesn't mean they're, I didn't tell them that they're an idiot. And I'm telling you, you go into a situation where you think someone's an idiot, it's going to show up. It's going to show up. And so for you to be upset that a person around you is feeling some type of way for you because something that you didn't say, you have to take responsibility of what was I thinking when I went into that situation? How did my thought process um, affect my communication when we went into that situation? The second one is looking at, says, look at where you feel most hurt in life and get help with that. So taking accountability for your, heal your healing looks like you going into yourself and saying, where do I feel most hurt? Lately, there's been all this information around single black women and, you know, that y'all can't get a man because you don't know how to be submissive and all these things. And when you realize like, yo, that hurt my feelings. Like you have to be like, instead of clapping back, because we as black women are so good at clapping back, you got to look at yourself. I, I have to look at myself and say like, why am I hurt? Why does this hurt my feelings? Is there something here? What is it? What is here? How do I really feel about it? All of those things. And it's not for me to be upset with someone or blame someone for my hurt. It's for me to say, okay, I'm going to explore this and I'm going to take responsibility because if I truly want the, the results that I want in my career and my life and my relationships, then I have to be willing to look at some things in my life that don't feel good. So taking accountability number two is identifying what's going on in your life. What, where's the most hurt, the most hurt that you're feeling? And then going to find a way, an outlet to heal that. The next one is um, the next time you do something wrong and you apologize, make sure it's a real apology. Making sure it's a real apology is honestly, it's a, it's intentional. It's an intentional thing because when you apologize for a situation that you are already feeling some type of way about, right? Oftentimes people are like, I don't want to be the bigger person because it does, you're, you're still hurt, right? You're still experiencing hurt. And so you want to go into this situation and apologize and be the bigger person. But again, these are thoughts that are leading to a inauthentic apology, right? You are putting yourself in a position where you're like, you know, I'm, I hate that you feel this way, but I felt this. I felt this way, and that's why I did what I did. So it's really a half-hearted apology. You're not even showing up with an authentic 
um, apology for how you showed up in that relationship by saying, hey, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't communicate exactly what was on my mind, but honestly and truly, not even but. And here, see, didn't I tell you it was difficult? If you apologize by saying, listen, I apologize for not communicating what I needed to communicate. And I'm sorry that, you know, mis the miscommunication caused this type of reaction. Then you own part of the result. This happens in careers. I woke up this morning feeling extremely grateful for the people in my life. The people who have shown me parts of myself that just aren't that beautiful. And being able to take accountability for my side of it is difficult. It brought some tears to my eyes because when you realize like that you're not taking accountability for your life and then you want to go back and you want to rehash stuff that happened 10 years ago, you know, it, it's possible, right? But you also don't want to be, or at least I don't want to... Um, put my hopes and dreams on a relationship that happened 10 years ago or trying to mend something that I showed up in a, the most negative way, not the most negative way, but you know what I mean, right? Um, <clears throat> taking accountability for how you show up in those conflicts, apologizing in a genuine way, knowing that you don't have to show up as the bigger person. That's the word. It's not being a bigger person. It's just you being your person, you being who you are. Like knowing exactly what you did in the situation does not make you the bigger person. It just makes you accountable for what you did. So like, honestly and truly, if that word is in your voc vocabulary, let it go. There's no such thing as being a bigger person. Everybody is literally healing on their own and you have to take accountability for yours. And then the last one is recognize how you're being toxic to others. This one is a tough pill to swallow for some folks, because especially if you're walking around feeling like you are the hurt person or a victim. And, you know, one of the examples that I'll share is like corporate trauma. Corporate trauma is a real thing. Because what happens is people who go into environments that aren't set up to care for the individual, they care more about productivity than they care about your well-being. You go into an environment where you feel like you can show up as your most authentic self. You can, you know, sometimes we show up with our heart on our sleeves and we really, we hit conflicts along the way. And these conflicts, because, you know, we are primitive, our brain is still kind of primitive to um, where we first began as humans. We have these different responses. You, if you've ever heard of Flight or flight, flight or fight. Go ahead and put it in the chat. Welcome if you are joining. This is the work and play um, live, work and play podcast live with your girl Ariel. Um, but if you've ever experienced fight or flight, or if you know what fight or flight is, and you're watching the replay and you know exactly what I'm talking about, then put replay or I know exactly what you're talking about, fight or flight. So when you're in corporate America, you experience that trauma, then you usually, you know, your brain wants to come to fight or flight. But what usually happens, because obviously most people aren't going to be punching people, right, in the office. And then the second thing is you can't run anywhere because you got to go to work the next day. You typically freeze. So the third part, and I learned this from um, one of my podcast guests, Nasir Bayan, fight, flight, or freeze. And when you freeze, 
you honestly, you don't take accountability for what's going on in your life. You just sit there and things happen to you. And it's the most hopeless position that you can be in because you don't feel like you have any control over your career. So I've experienced that in my own life. And I felt so negative towards my old boss that I just felt like she did this to me. And I harbored those negative emotions and those negative feelings for a long time. So taking accountability looks like showing up for yourself, going to therapy, sending a thank you note to someone who shows you, like my old boss, what you really look like when you experience something like that. Life is the best teacher. So taking accountability for your learning means that you are grateful for being able to sit in a situation that shows you, hey, you froze up in that situation. What are you going to do next time? How are you going to learn from this next time? Taking accountability also looks like not being upset for someone for being mad at you because maybe you did communicate ir uh, irresponsibly or maybe you did overstep your boundaries. Maybe, right? Consider your role in a situation. And I think that we all will have the opportunity to reach our full potential. Self-actualization doesn't just happen in the silo. So being grateful for conflicts in your life really, really helps you really learn from what type of things, like how did I show up as a human, as a human and what type of things can I learn from so that that pain doesn't happen to me again? And I say happen to me, but you know what I mean, right? So as we're on this journey together and you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to leave your corporate job, you want to fire your boss. First of all, I want to I want to really, really suggest that you, you find a space of gratitude right now before you look in hindsight and you realize how grateful you are to be in that situation. Take accountability for the career that you currently have. Mend relationships with people that you have the opportunity to mend. Heal in places that you didn't realize you could heal. Navigate that. Honestly, by healing some of those places, I am like so, so, so um, convinced that you will be able to move through corporate in a different way before you even leave and ultimately get that win that you desire, which is to maintain those relationships when you exit and be able to establish cool relationships when you become an entrepreneur so that you're not struggling to create new relationships by yourself. So that is the so the, today's episode of the Work and Play podcast. Um, if you are interested in talking more about taking accountability for your career and for your life. I will provide the information below so that we can connect. I will also be doing a workshop very soon on what I call the Corporate Exit Blueprint, which is a program to help you step-by-step step exit your job, understanding who you are in the workplace and outside of the workplace, how to identify that revenue strategy that's going to help you replace your salary, and then how do you confidently leave your job? knowing that you don't have to burn bridges, right? So that you can maintain relationships when you become an entrepreneur and be more successful at it than even I was. So with that, I will leave you guys with that information. Feel free to click the link below. And again, if you're watching the replay, please hit the re say replay in the comments or like and subscribe to this channel, this video, because honestly and truly, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys' support. And I also appreciate you guys' comments because it's, it always allows me to kind of reflect on my own situation so that I can be my best self. So I want to do the same thing for you. Let's talk about it. I appreciate you guys joining. 
I will see you guys next Friday with another topic on how do we actually make this transition successfully. And I'll see you guys later. Peace.